mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to Gamezilla Alpha, and we're going to do this show the only way that we know how. Um, uh, half-ass? No. Oh, uh, um, wing it? No. I have no idea what you're referencing. Together, you and me, Grimlock, you're my best friend. (sighs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 24 of the Gamezilla Alpha. I, I don't even I don't even know you anymore. Uh, speed. I took speed before the hmm. show. Well, welcome to episode twenty-four of Gamezilla Alpha, your topic podcast, your one-topic podcast, where we're gonna pick a topic in the gaming industry and dive into it for the next eh, however long we want. Maybe it's gonna only be fifteen minutes because we're kind of busy this week. Topic of the show: friendship. <laughs> And that's it. That's the show. We're done. I'm. It's, <laughs> also, this show's been discontinued. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, we want to thank first of all our patrons. Yes, go for it. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get my voice. I gotta get my voice ready. <clears throat> I'm ready. Dear patrons, <laughs> thank you so much. We appreciate your love. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. It really wouldn't. The things we do are because of you and, and for, for you. How <laughs> 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 was my pillow dog voice? You like that? Um, I mean, it got me excited. If that was your goal, then that I think was. you did all right. That was. But, uh, now we have to stop the show. No, this is all. This is all done. It's recorded. <laughs> we're we're running with this. This is this is legit now. Okay. But no, uh, yeah, we wanted to pick a show here. We're about to leave on a trip, and we thought that this would be a good alpha show to kind of talk about the trip, talk about the uh, the past, and also spin esports into this as to why we think, you know, what the potential of esports is, where it is now, and what it could be. The um, future of esports. The future of everything, really. That's what esports is. It's it's yeah. the future. What the e stands it's for. Just the everything. Future. Yeah. So, um. You know, but seriously, thank thanks to our patrons. If you if you're interested in becoming a patron and further expanding the Motor City Gaming and Gamezilla brand, then you want to head right on over to Patreon.com/slash/Gamezilla Podcast, and that is where you can sign up today. That's Patreon.com/slash/Gamezilla Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like hiccuped halfway through, and that's super sexy. Yep. and that's where you can get some great perks like early access to this show, some other podcasts, and even get entered into the game giveaway of the month. So all those things going down right now on Patreon uh, with some new perks right around the corner. Uh, isn't that right, Jazzy? Yeah, I mean, I can't give anything away, but there may be a club that we fight in. <laughs> yeah, and there also might be new perks. And oh wait, you meant that was a perk. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> almost blew that one. 
perks. Yeah, so the topic of the show today is the NALCS Championship. Woo, 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 woo. Is that this one? Yeah, mine sounded better. Got it. Um, so yeah, we want to, first of all, Jazzy, I'm going to ask the, the eSport expert over here, as you have now uh, unveiled your new segment over on our mothership, our main show, the Gamezilla podcast. Ooh, I like that mothership. Yeah, it is the mothership of all game podcasts, gaming podcasts. Every one of them. Uh, so you, you launched your eSport corner, Jazzy's eSport corner, and, yeah. and uh, we, we now know we're going to be expecting a lot more eSport news driven by you. So what the hell is NALCS? The future. No, the NALCS. I'm sorry, everybody. What I meant to <laughs> okay. say is that it's my eSport <laughs> corner, and Jazzy has nothing to do with it ever again. Okay, so NA obviously stands for the North America, and the LCS stands for League Championship Series, which is basically the League of Legends League. So The main league. Like yep. when you hear about Overwatch League by Blizzard, this is League League by League. Not confusing at all. Not at all. League, League of League. <laughs> league, League by League. Brought to you by Riot. For League. <laughs> and, of course, against League, whatever yep. that means. Yep, we're in a whole different league now. <laughs> oh, so, boy. So the LCS championships uh, happen. T- there's two in a season. So you have a season long. It's divided into two splits. There's the spring split, which is the first half of the hold season. Hold on, hold on. If you're not confused yet, this is where you're going to get confused. Correct. Go ahead, Jazzy. So it is divided into two, two halves. The first half is the spring split. Second half is the summer split. Each one of those splits has a championship game of it. So basically there's two championship games in a season. But this is the cooler one <laughs> because right. it's right before Worlds. Exactly. Um, it is the more important one. You get more points tallied to your total overall score, which obviously allows you to make it into the World uh, Championship at the end of the year. Uh, difference between the LCS and the World Championship is LCS is regional, so we're going to North Americas, and then the World has um, teams from all across the world. So you have teams um, over in Europe in the EU LCS and the LCK LCS and stuff like that, which is basically their different regional uh, qualifiers and championships. And then you, uh, it's all a point-based system. So the top two teams based upon points at the end of the season go to Worlds. And then the rest of the teams get put into something called the Gauntlet, in which they basically have to f- fight their way up the Gauntlet, and then the last team standing gets the third ticket. That's how my boy C9 are going to make it this year. That's the only way they can make it They're this year. They're never going to do it. <laughs> well, I wish them the best. They always seem to come through. So, man, we'll see. Isn't it true though? Um, and, and not to deflate, not to deflate us going to Boston and having a great time this weekend. But isn't it true that the top two teams technically have already been solidified for NALCS? I don't think anything can technically change from this weekend. Based upon the point totals right now, TSM has locked their position into Worlds, so they're basically playing for the trophy. Of right. being champions. And then I believe Immortals, I don't know if they've actually been given the the ride yet, but they're pretty much seeded to be that second slot in Worlds. Yeah, because even if they lose the... Because they're in the... So, so uh, Immortals are in the championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Against GSM. And if they lose that game, they still get points for being second place. Correct. 
So I think a lot of you, points. Yeah, when you tally those points in, I think I think, for, and, and this is all in the forums. So I don't know if this is officially confirmed, but from what I've been seeing in a lot of the league forums is that those two are going to be one and two of some in some way or fashion, probably TSM Immortals mm-hmm. in that order, and then the third place team is going to have to go through the gauntlet, meaning the third place game of North American Championship, which is CLG versus Team Dignitas. Um, is meaningless. <laughs> I mean, there's points involved, but yeah, even I those mean, points don't matter because you still have to go through the gauntlet. I guess right. placement in placement the in the gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, whoever wins the third and fourth that's true fourth place match actually <laughs> by how the points are are right now they lay. Whoever wins that third and fourth place match actually gets seated at the top of the gauntlet. So they will need to only defeat one team in order to make it to Worlds. Gotcha. So CLG and Dignitas ha- are basically fighting for the right to only have to play one game in the gauntlet yeah. versus other teams like C9 that are going to have to go through at least two, if not three or four. Yeah, okay. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about what's going to happen. But we are heading to Boston uh, just tomorrow. And we're going to be there the the weekend, the Labor Day weekend, and get to watch some top-notch North American League of Legends play. But why we wanted to make this a topic today is that we've been to one of these. Uh, Last year, we went to Toronto, and we got to watch the North American Championship of League of Legends. uh, And it was, that was been my, both of our first times to an event. But this was really my fr- that was my first season of paying attention to professional esports of any type mm-hmm. at all. And I can tell you that the experience I had in Toronto was short, short you know, for lack of a better word, it was magical. It was unbe- it was unbelievable. You know, I never thought I was going to go watch this game and and have this experience that I did, which was this is a professional business. This is a professional sport. This is competition like it's real it feels it didn't feel any different than sitting there and watching a hockey game yeah or a football game and i know a lot of people give i don't want to say gamers in general but uh a lot of people that hear me tell this story are kind of like not so much like against it but more inquisitive in the fact that it's like you're you're gonna go to an arena and watch people play a video game and i'm like Man, the experience is like none other. And the cool thing about this is, is the doors normally open right around 10 or 11, and they allow you to go in there and on the Jumbotron of the arena, watch the European LCS as well. So you basically are getting your ticket for being able to watch both the European and, you know, European broadcast and then the NA live, which is super cool. And people are like, so wait, you're going to, you're going to pay for a ticket to go watch a European team play on it. I'm like, how is this any different from a sport? Like, right. if your team's in the playoffs and they're away, you still go to the arena and you watch them on the jumbo track. It's an like, option yeah. for you. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot more of a sport than people are making out to be, and it's you know right around the corner of being the next big thing. I think. Yeah. So we brought this up because we wanted to talk about you know what's going to be happening this weekend and and why it's important to us and why I think for for gaming fans and esports fans why it's important to you as well. And so we we're gonna go hang out in Boston at the TD Gardens. And we're gonna hang out with thirty to fifty thousand League of Legends fans. That stadium most likely will be sold out. The Toronto trip last year was sold out. Yeah, it was insane. It felt like 
the only energy I could match it to was a playoff game of a of like a you know hockey game, like a Red Wings game type deal, or like when I went and I was able to go to some international soccer games, not not MLS, nothing against MLS, but like international crazy soccer games. That's what this reminded me of. It was just nonstop chanting and cheering and just and just the energy was that's what it was. It was nonstop energy. And, you know, even from the morning when you're watching the Europeans play, you're still having fun. It just kind of feels like a bonus to you. And then, the, you know, the North American side hits and, and it's all it's game on. You're cheering your teams, you're cheering your, your favorite players. You know, you're you're talking with everyone around you. That was the thing that was different than any other event, sporting event that I've been to where it felt like. Everyone wanted to talk. Everyone was friends with everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and wanted to talk the game, wanted to talk strategy, wanted to talk favorite champs, whatever it was. It, it just seemed like you didn't have to go very far to have a, a good conversation with somebody. Yeah. And, and on top of that, the actual being able to physically be there and talk to somebody like the most people that I can talk to about league in the same fashion that I like to talk about it, which is, I love this game. It's my favorite game of all time. So I could talk to you for days about champions, about the pros, about the the game, about, I mean, for crying out loud, the patch notes. Right. I'm, I'm at to right. the point where I'm reading the patch notes before they come out and, and discussing them with people on the game. You know, do you like these changes? What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to get buffed? Who do you think is going to get nerfed? Like, <laughs> And to be able to actually sit down next to somebody and not just have your headset on in the game, and have that conversation face to face with somebody, and I'm not talking to just somebody, everybody there. It's just so cool. Yeah. So Boston's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Um, we'll get out there Friday, have a full day of probably just. Uh, so this is the cool part. We we kind of um, splurged a little bit, right? We we're used to getting like the most, the best deal on a on a um, hotel, right? Mm. And I just felt like like last year was special, and this year it's here in North America, or not, well, of course, North America, but it's here in the United States, and we've just been to Boston in March for PAX East. We're going back to Boston. We understand the city. Let's get something badass right next to the stadium. So I went and found a badass apartment that they rented out to us for the weekend. And so we're not doing a hotel. We're, we're all getting our separate rooms when we want to go to bed. But we have a, a like it's really like a bachelor pad pool on the pool on the roof, badass apartment where we're going to be gaming League of Legends all all weekend. Yeah. And so Friday we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna fly in early. We're flying out at like seven thirty in the morning. We're gonna league it up most of Friday. Go out Friday night, have some fun, and then Saturday get into the games. You know. So yeah. sa- Saturday we got the third place match. And it's my boys, Counterlogic Gaming, versus Team Dignitas, the team that upset my other boys, C9. Yeah. It's a very emotional game for you. It's very emotional that if CLG doesn't destroy them, I will be upset. Now, mind you, I won't mind if it goes five games because I want competition, but I want CLG to mop them up because I'm mad that they beat C9. Now, given they deserved it because C9 did not look good, but Counterlogic Gaming is, is my team. I mean, my DX Racers Counterlogic Gaming. I got multiple jerseys. Like I, I'm, I'm a fan for sure. Not just, not just the players, but the brand and just the overall way that that CLG portrays themselves. They feel like one of those. You know, when we talk about esports and we talk about like the next step and how people want should be considering this a real sport, a real business model, something 
viable. CLG seems to do it the way that I like it, and that's and that's to the public showing their face, showing who they are, showing what they're doing. And I mean, like from simple things like you go on Instagram and they got little story videos right on their account that is like them getting on the bus and them getting to the hotel because they're in Boston already and how they turned their hotel into a, into a practice room. So they literally have a, a hotel room and like the bed and everything's missing. The yeah. only thing you can, the only reason you can tell, yeah. the only reason you can tell it's a room is because the TV still mounted on the wall. They couldn't get rid of that, but they just brought in tables and they lined it all up with computers and they're all in there, pra- you know, prepping for this event. So, you know, I like that there's teams in our le- in our league in the North American League that just they don't have that presence at all. And and so I don't connect with them as much as I do with CLG who are at every convention and put their head of marketing and put their their star players and everything right behind that counter. You want to buy a hat? You're buying that hat from the head of marketing of Counterwatch Gaming. You're buying that hat from Afromu. Like mm-hmm. you're buying, like you know, like it, that's why I like CLG. They just feel real to me. They feel they feel connected to their fan base. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, a huge point is they're everywhere. Like there's there's teams out there now that like you want to support them, and you and you can't even find you know a jersey in the store because the store just doesn't even work. Like you right. click on it, and it takes you to like a paintball store. Right. Like it's like nothing works. Yeah, and um. It's just so easy to be able to look them up on any social media or, you know, their website's fantastic. Their store's awesome. Yeah. And not only that, but it's it's cool. Everything's unique. It's got, I have a, a CLG hoodie that I bought at a PAX convention, and it's probably the most comfortable hoodie I own, and I love it. Yeah, and, it was, and the reason we bought those hoodies is because they, were, they came to that convention with an exclusive hoodie for that convention. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it hasn't hit their online store. Yep. So, like... I like that. You know, you give me incentive as to why, if you're at this event, why I should, you know, I care because I, I support you. You're, I'm a fan of your team, but also why maybe I should buy some swag. And so I, I, do, I do enjoy that. But, um, you know, they, they do cool things for the community, too. And so obviously we're a very community-based company here. We, we try to give back to our community, hold events, and, 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 and even game with them every day. Um, so, you know, things that I like to see, they're sponsored by Corsair, right? And Corsair has a, a brand new, like, headquarters facility. And so they, like, they basically got permission from Corsair to be able to hang out in this facility and invite, open door policy, invite, and obviously they had to cap it, so only so many people got in, but you got to go in and play league against CLG for free. Like it was stuff like that that's really cool that I, I really like the the community that that they're doing versus another team I like C nine where I don't get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you know that's that's the difference, and it's why I've become such a fan of Counter Logic Gaming, but and it's why I want to see them do well come Saturday. Team Dignitas on the other side is an up and coming team. It's a team that has underperformed for seasons. And now all of a sudden has been upsetting some of the big name teams and getting some important wins and have put themselves in a situation that they have an opportunity here to, uh, you know, have a good shot in the gauntlet if, if they can finish it off. So, you know, and, and they've, made a, they've made some good um, acquisitions of players to strengthen their team. So their team is a little bit different looking than it used to be. But overall, it's... Uh, you know, it's uh it's been a it's been a good run for them too. So 
obviously I want to see CLG to win, but I don't, I think they're facing off against the right team in this particular match. So that's the third place game. It's going to happen on Saturday. We're going to have a good time with that. And then moving into Sunday, we have our, the actual championship game. Yes. With, of course, the 10-time returning yep. Goliath. Record, record stretching. Uh, it is the 10th time in a row that TSM has made the finals. Yeah. Keep in mind, they haven't won all of those. They've True. won a quite, like... Most of them. <laughs> a good chunk of them. But um, it's just awesome to see a team that um, can put together a string like that, that they can make it to a finals appearance 10 times in a row. Um, so congratulations to them. And then uh, a first-timer... Um, in the finals with, with Immortals. Um, Immortals yeah. came into the scene last season. They had a great season, both splits, where they were top of the <laughs> going into the playoffs at first place, and then they just couldn't do anything in the playoffs and got knocked out. So to see them uh, have a, a bad spring split this season and then bounce back and have a great summer split and then a good run to the playoffs, um, I'm really excited to see them in the finals. Plus, it is the first time very first time in L- NALCS history that either Cloud9, CLG, or TSM have been in the finals every time. This is the first team that's actually made it into the finals that hasn't been one of those three teams. Yeah, so I mean that's that's great. And this is the crazy thing about Immortals, right? We, we've made fun of them in the past, and that's because the previous team, which was a very different-looking team, we did not like. You know, they had they had players on there that I personally just hate because they're way too cocky in Huni, who now is sitting with SKT, mm-hmm. uh, which is the greatest team ever, theoretically. Currently. Um, so, you know, which is a Korean team. So just so everyone knows, they're not in yep. North America. He, he went back overseas to play for them. And they wiped Immortals. Like ev- like Wild Turtle left. Everybody left except um, Pro Belter, right? Which was, yep. which was uh, he's a good player. He's, he's definitely an important player, but... You watch this like superstar team that was built to win. That's what it was. It was built to win right from the get go, fail, and then everyone dispersed. They're just gone. And you rebuild this team and everyone's mocking them, right? They're just like, oh my God, this team is awful. It's basically what we got. And they made one adjustment, which was a jungle adjustment, uh, making a move with uh, Counter Logic Gaming, actually, mm-hmm. and trading, swapping jungles, straight, straight jungle for jungle. But the problem, the thing is, is that they were doing okay, and then that jungle adjustment, everything started clicking for them. Everything started clicking for Immortals, and I don't mean just because they have a great jungler. They have a good jungler, but th- but their top lane started playing better. Their mid lane was playing well. The bot lane started clicking, and then the team synergy is what you see with Immortals. They just seem to be everywhere as a group all the time, which is impossible, but they seem to do it. Right. And so they swarm you fast and early game. And now we see, now we're sitting here watching a team that, and you said the first split early in the year finished damn near the bottom. Yeah. I mean, they weren't good. They're not good. <laughs> okay. And the second split, they tie, they, as far as record, they tied TSM yep. at the top and only, Placed second based off of um, results through the season as far as win losses between the two teams. Right. So they actually tied that as well. They did. Yep. So so you play each team. Each oh, team yeah, plays right. each other twice in each split. Yep. So TSM won uh, a round against yep. Immortals, and then Immortals won a round against TSM. Yep. So then it goes down to the third tier of tiebreakers, which is overall games. Yeah. Because each time you play them, it's a three game series. Yeah. 
And when TSM won their series, they beat Immortals 2-0. Yeah. And then when Immortals beat TSM, they beat them 2-1. Yeah. So, so that one win that TSM took off them in that one series yeah. was the tiebreaker that put TSM in first. So we're setting up now to potentially have a great championship game. A game that you go into it and you can't f- really favor TSM in this. You could sit there and say, I'm a TSM fan and I want them to win. Oh, absolutely. But it wasn't like last year where it was TSM versus C9, right? And C9 was clearly the underdog. And last year they took the first game, which surprised everyone, and they took it easy, and then they lost three in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and TSM walked away with the trophy. But this year it almost feels like I really don't, I have no idea what to expect. I, I, it's going to be, it feels neck and neck to me. And that's exciting for me in the sense that I've only been fought, like we're seven, how many seasons into, into this is season seven, I yeah, believe season seven. We've, I've been following it from season six and, and now season seven. So in the two seasons that I've been a fan of this, you know, it has felt very lopsided until recently. And all of a sudden it felt like, we have this Team Dignitas. We have Immortals. We have, you know, C9 all of a sudden kind of feels like a middle-tier team. And we ha- the league in general just felt more competitive. And now we're going into a championship game that's going to decide, you know, potentially decide who's a first seed and a second seed. And uh, and it's exciting. I can't, I can't wait to get there. And Sunday's going to be a blast. Yeah. I'm definitely rooting for TSM, but it, it does scare me in the fact that I think this is the best competition for them. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you can have a lot of talent, and there's a lot of really good players in the league. So you have your your mid laners and your top laners that are like real real top tier and you know pushing for potentially the best player in the world in their role. But like Immortals did in last season, you can't put all of the All-Stars on your team and make it work. It's a team-based game. So, you know, TSM has that in their favor in the fact that this team has been together forever, like the last three seasons, and they still swap a guy in and out here and stuff like that for personal reasons or whatever. But just the fact that this their team has blended so well together and they've played for so long together, you'd think they'd give them an edge. And I think it does, but then you have Immortals coming in here who made a lot of these changes by force because everybody just left last season. They got thrown a bunch of new guys, and they've they've made the grind, and they're making it work. And I honestly, if you're looking at purely the team mechanics and how they play together as a team, it scares me that you know these teams are so equal, but at the same time it excites me because that's going to lead for a great championship game. Yeah, I mean, you just think about like, I look. I'm a top laner primarily. I like playing top right now, and so I think about the matchup of Hauntzer versus Flame, right? And I like get excited because I know how both of them are so good, and I've watched both of them just toy with each each other, let alone some of the other best you know top laners in the league. So for me to sit back there and be like, oh my god, I have no like every time they start to clash, you're, I'm going to be like wanting the camera to go there and watch because I've watched 
Hanser pull some crazy moves out of, you know, I've watched Hanser be the man of TSM for a while. Mm-hmm. There was a point where he was the focus, right? Yeah, he I was the spring center. split. He was yeah. up for MVP. Of the he league, was, so. he was the focus piece. And that's the thing about TSM is they flex that, right? They can flex it to their mid and to their bot lane. That's the advantage of TSM. Well, and what's weird about immortals is that we've seen that a little bit with immortals with their mid, their jungle and their top, maybe not their bot as as much, but their bot still is serviceable and can pull off great games. But you know, Flame has stepped up and done things that any of the top laners, best top laners of the league, have done all season long. And and your and your mid and um, X Smithy, who came from Counter Logic as a average jungler, right, has really fit into the Immortals side of the uh, of this team. And all of a sudden, his game has just taken like you know. A huge uptick in performance that mm-hmm. you just didn't see on Counter Logic Gaming, you know? right? And I and I think it kind of balances out with with my personal opinion on on how well each of these players are. It it interests me in the fact that if you go roll for roll, it's almost a deadlock at the end because if you take the support players and Biofrost, who's an excellent support for TSM. But Olay is currently, in my opinion, the best support in North America. Yeah, he's just. The best roam, I should say, the best roaming support in North America, which yeah. is something that teams are not used to. So it's catching people off guard. North American teams are not used to. <laughs> correct, yeah. correct. And then, so you give that to Immortals, and then you step over into the attack damage role in the AD carry. And I think out, I think Double Lift easily outperforms Cody Sun yeah. just because he's been around forever. He's more tenured, and he's just a really good player. You step over to mid lane and. You know, Bjergensen is arguably the best player in North America, and uh, I think he's proven that with four MVPs and, you know, six title trophies. And <laughs> I don't really know, um, not to say Poe Belter can't go up against him, but I just think, you know, Bjergensen has favor there. And then in the jungle, uh, Smithy. He's just ever since coming to Immortals, he's looked like a completely different jungler. He's and I'm vitalized. Yeah, and I'm giving him the pull over Sven Skarin because Sven's like when he is on a, his comfort champ of like a Lee Sin or something like that, he's, he, good. he's, he's good. a really good yeah. jungler. But the thing about it is is he doesn't have that flexibility. And he's, Smithy does. He yeah. can play anything and be good at it. Yeah, and that's the thing about Spence Guerin is he feels like a hot and cold type player. He, right. He either can be a weakness where where a team will find it early, and then that, that's their that's their in, right? That's where they're going to jump into this and attack versus, uh, you know, Smithy, where they, you know, it's he's aggressive, he's he's smart, and we haven't really seen the lapse of of judgment on his part where people are looking to necessarily focus him. Exactly. Then you take it to the top lane. We're in a tank meta, so Hanser and Flame. I think both of those guys have stepped up and been a better player than one another at some point in the past year, year and a half. But as of right now, currently in the meta. I think they're even. So that literally makes it even across the board. Yeah. Yeah, and and then it just it comes down to the big thing of um you the synergy, the team the team fight, the team playability and that's where I think I mean they're both good. They're both they're both elite teams. But Immortals has just been showing things that I just can't uh 
I can't argue. They're just yeah. they're they look they swarm you. It's like they'll be bot lane attacking you, and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna attack the top lane, and they're there. They're as a team. It's like how you move? Like you know, it almost doesn't. It almost seems like they're cheating. Right. But they're they they cycle the map so smart. They hit their objectives the way they're you know in in, in smart like quick fashion and and you know they they're not having cross communication issues they're not having anything as far as like i'm a superstar no i'm a superstar you know you don't have that that issue that maybe we started to see with c9 with the new rookies coming in and top lane switching in now and you know just c9 didn't have an identity by the end of the season and i think that's why they couldn't click into winning themselves into this championship game but you know, this is the uh, again. I'm only basing it off my two seasons, but since I got in, became a fan, I went back and I watched a lot of the you know the older stuff, and I can sit there and say this is one of the first championship games that North America is going to go into and sit there and say, "Wow, um, this is going to be this is going to be close. This is going to yeah. be exciting, and I don't know who's going to win." Yeah. It's going to make for a really good weekend. Yeah, because you go in there and you have your favorites, but you know normally, like you said, there's going to be that pull one way or another, like, you know, TSM or Cloud9 or CLG or whoever it is, because those are typically the three teams. You just know they have an edge, and there's no edge. So it's going to make for a really exciting weekend. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to move forward with this. We're obviously very excited to go to Boston. It's going to be a good time. And But the but the main thing that we're talking about, the, the excitement that you've obviously heard us describe but the big thing that we talked about was that North America isn't used to a you know a support character roaming as much as uh, um, Ole, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing about esports, and that's the other thing about League of Legends that is so cool and so unique is that there is a meta here, right? In North America, there is a in meta style of play, right? If you're not sure what what meta means, it, it's it's just the current style, the current select of champions, and the way that they're played. It, that's what we consider the meta. Well, there's a different meta in Europe, and there's a different meta in Korea, and there's a different meta in in all these other locations. That as far as style and 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 characters and and even positioning, but. What's interesting, because of Worlds, right, because of this thing that happens at the end of the season every year, is that all the metas come together. And you find out, does somebody have an advantage over somebody else because of the way they've been playing in their particular league, right? And so you even have these teams traveling to Korea and doing, uh, I forget what they call them, um... Uh, boot camps. Boot camps, you know, just so that they can sit on those servers with low ping times and, and practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're having these these kids. I mean, they're basically, they're, chill, they're kids still, right? Just getting into young adulthood, traveling overseas to play a video game, to study different strategy. And to me, that's something that, let's, let's take um, hockey again, right? We talk about the NHL. Uh-huh. And how it's changed over the years, and how there's just too much contact. It, it slows. It, it's a slower game, and, and they're trying to do things to speed it up. But then you go over to like Russia, where the game, the rink is bigger, and it's more about speed. It's more. There's less. There's less. You know. There's less about hitting and and slowing the game down. But you never, besides every couple of years and and, and of, of like Olympics or whatever are coming together, you never see those two worlds blend. Uh-huh. They're separate. There's a wall, invisible wall between them. Not, not in League of Legends. Not in esports, where I feel like 
it doesn't matter that I sit here in Michigan and maybe you live in Korea. Like there's the possibility that we will meet and face off and your style versus my style will be compared. And, and if you beat me next season, North America might start playing more like you did. And then so you, so then the, that team either has to find the next thing or maybe that style is still good and they keep using it, but they just do a better job at it. I don't know. But it's just fascinating to see those different styles come together and compete every year, every season. And that's why I think eSports is special. It's something that I, you just do not see uh, in traditional sports right now. Yeah, the the growth in in competition is huge because you're being able to take all of those talents from across the world and put them into a situation where they can be shown and faced off against. So, you know, it's just allowing the world to open up and and get more players involved and you know, finding all these different metas and clashing them. And then even when you do go into worlds, you'll see that the meta will change to like a world's meta. So it's kind of like, oh, here's here's what they do, but here's here's our style. So and, th- and then, you know, here's what the Europeans are doing and here's what the Koreans are doing and here's what we're doing in NA. Now we're going to take uh, what the Europeans do here and then we're going to take what the Koreans are doing here and we're going to mash it into our style. And then we've just created our new meta and then we're going to take that into worlds. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Or you'll watch something where it's like this, you know, two different metas. There's like clearly one counters the other. And so you'll see this third option appear out of thin air of a champ select that of like it's like why the hell did they just take Annie down bottom or something right and then you find out you know and this was a few seasons ago when Annie's support was born Mm -hmm. because of because of worlds and because of the championships but you know and then you watch that Annie just destroy the bot lane as a support and and all of a sudden what happens in league if you sign in everyone's playing Annie bot right so you've literally changed the way the game's played from pro all the way down to the guys that just they have no idea even how to play the game yet. And so that is fascinating too, how the how this living ecosystem of continuously changes based off of what some of the elite players do or how the metas, like you said, merge together and you get these hybrids. But um you know that's one way to look at why why esports is fun and exciting and unique. And we have people that play league. You know, we both play league. We have a lot of people in the community that play league. But we have people that watch league that have never played a single second of league and they enjoy watching league. That is yeah. where, you know, and so this gets to my last point and we can wrap this show up. And I know it's a shorter show, but we got some packing to do for Boston and we got some work to yeah. do. So we're just keeping it short and, and we'll have some recaps again in the blogs on MotorCityGaming.com. And, and uh, of course, our social media will probably be covered with photos and videos of the event. So if you want to keep track of what's going on in Boston, that's how you're going to do it. But again, the, the final point that we want to make about esports and why it is a sport Right Today, it is a sport. Mm-hmm. Today, it is a professional sport. It is a business, and it is viable. And that is because you can go look at a company like CounterLogic Gaming, and it was just bought by the Madison Square Gardens company. It was, it's owned by the people that own the Knicks, that own the Rangers. Okay, People are noticing what esports is, and that is why you have these companies buying into all these existing and it's why you're going to see new new teams blossom grow and and this expansion is going to happen and you know 
esports might not be the physical concept that you think, you know, but at the same time you place NASCAR in that where someone sits in a car and there's physical stress on that person. But there's like, we've watched kids have collapsed lungs because of League of Legends. Okay. And you can sit there and be like, well, they're out of shape and all they do is play. And like, it doesn't matter, man. Like it's physical. There's a physical toll on your body for what they're doing. And it's competition and it's, an, and it's an e-sport. We're not, I'm not saying you're calling it a sport. I'm calling it what it's called. And that's e-sport, electronic sport. It is real. It is competition. It is making money and be careful because uh, leagues like the NHL and the NBA that are just, they're looking worse than ever. You have the new up-and-comer that could literally take take profit share and 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 pull it from you. You think you're doing bad now? Wait till the new kid on the block all of a sudden shows up and he's shiny and new, and everyone goes, "Oh yeah, I like this." Mm-hmm. And then your sport's dead in the water. Like this is a thing, and if you don't think it is, you're living with your head in the sand. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're not paying attention to the way the world's going. You sit on YouTube every day. You hold a smartphone to your face every day. You do all these things that involve a little screen and technology. Guess what? Esports is a thing because nope. it is directly tied to that. Yeah. We're seeing franchising coming soon. We've Next all, season. Yeah, we've already seen uh, major tournaments for League and Overwatch and CSGO yep. go uh, live on ESPN. Yep. Which is nationally broadcast, you know, television. You can so, read you can read esport articles daily on ESPN now. Yep, daily. Yeah, they've they've literally built their own you know section for esports now. Yeah. It's live. It's coming. World, get used to it because yep. esports is the thing. And Blizzard's taking taking huge strides too with Overwatch League, their 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 new league that's that's launching here soon, where all these teams that are buying in for millions. I mean, just to be in this league is a fortune. And they're basically saying, okay, your name's Counter-Logic Gaming. That's fine. You're, that's your brand. But for League, uh, sorry, for Overwatch, you have to uh, build a new identity, get it get it actually franchised, get it actually LLC'd or however, however it is you're going to protect it, corporation. And it has to be geologically, like, Founded. It has to find. You have to, like. They are literally building teams like a sport, right? Yep. You're going to have the Detroit, whatever, for Overwatch. And yes, it may be a CLG affiliate, but it's going to be a a actual location based team. Yep. And they're doing that across the world. And people are paying the thirty million, forty million dollars to get involved in Overwatch League, and it hasn't even proven itself yet. Yeah. That's how. That's how exciting. And how much potential these people see. And that is why, I mean, esports is, it's going to be as not a, not a actual medaled uh, Olympic event, but it's going to be a showcase event at the Olympics. And it's now set onto like, I, I forgot what year it is, but it's like 2028 or something like that, right? Down the road a bit where it is on the blocket. I said blocket. It is on the docket for, um, to be voted in as a metal event. Yeah. International metal right. event. Gold medal of Call of Duty. Who knows? Watch out. Here we go. Right. That's crazy. And again, yeah. that's why the esports is, I think, the, an up and coming fast, one of the probably one of the fastest growing avenues out there. So 
if you have the opportunity to get involved in esports, if you have the opportunity to invest into a team, like if you like, do not ignore these. Do not let them roll off your shoulder and think it's just something silly. Like it is, it's it's serious stuff now. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I don't know about you, but my suitcase is still empty, and I got a lot to put into it. I it's my laptop, underwear, and toothpaste. That's it. That's right. Same for me, except for minus the underwear and add socks. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just going to go with socks. <laughs> it's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be heading to Boston. Make sure to follow everything that we are doing via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We'll be, we'll be kind of posting all over the place. Obviously, if you are a patron, then head on over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. That will be that'll be anything that we're posting will also be posted there, so you can kind of find everything from one centralized location. If you're not a patron, now's a good time to join. So, Patreon.com/slash Gamezilla Podcast. You got anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this up? No, can we go? Yeah, we can uh, go. Yeah, I think the planes. <laughs> Call my name. I know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm as excited as you are. Can we just go now and then we'll just hang out the, hang we out need the airport? To, we need to make sure we make it through security on time, okay? Yeah, I think we, yeah, we'll just use my phone for a hotspot and we'll just play league until the airplanes are. Why are we still here? Done and done. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode 27 of GameZilla Alpha. 27? Yeah, I'm in 24. See, I'm in the future already. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Boston yeah, right now. Like an I got Boston brain right now. It's yeah. you know, it's a it's a serious thing. Yeah. The future of esports is big, everyone. It actually made us skip four shows. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode 24 of Gamezilla <laughs> Alpha. Uh, we'll see you next week. And as always, game, game on. on. Give me some leak talk. Man, let me see. You know what I want. I don't know what I should do. It's only a short way. Is that a short joke? Perfect.